Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success, but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about why wait? Why wait for anything in your life, your dreams, your desires? Do you even know? We're going to bring that up. Like sometimes we've been working so hard, we don't even know what we want. And then when we can transcend that, how do we start having what we want? And even a lot of times we're going to discuss how you need less. You actually can carve out time in ways, you can find money in ways, and you can start having what you want now. It becomes more a mindset. So we're going to really press on the question, why wait? And how can you start having the life of your dreams right now? And we're going to give some tips that we found. And we're also going to share some sad stories about how we all waited too long sometimes. And it caused grief in our life. And we would like to share those so that you don't have to have that. And you truly can stop waiting and start living. Let's jump in. Today, we want to talk about waiting, You're waiting to have our life. And, you know, as, as if you listen to, you know, some of our previous episodes and even our most recent episodes um, before today, we have been talking a lot about how do we plan our day? And I think even in our last episode specifically, we were talking about planning our fun first and how do we actually plan those things? And so... We want to go a little deeper today, and I'm joined again, once again, by some lovely people. Melissa Barrett is here, Stephanie Vetter, and Giovanni Godina. And so we're all, you know, we're all dealing with these things, and and we're still working on it. We're all work in progress here, but the the concept of doing something in order to have something that we want in our life, and, and I'm not saying that they're is not going to be some cause and effect. But I guess the question is how often, and I know I've done it many times in my life, that I've thought that something has to happen before I can have whatever it is. Put put in a wild card, you know, like taking a trip with my family or taking a day off or, you know, or like fully being present with my children, you know, not thinking about work when I'm sitting around the table playing a game or going on a walk. You know, how many times you say, oh, wait, what were you saying? Because our mind is wandering and we're not present in the current moment. And so, you know, the question comes to how many people I see in my life waiting 
you know, I've, I've got to do this. I've got to have this much money in my 401k. I've got to do this or that. Uh, for those listening internationally, 401k is, you know, like a investment structure in the United States for taking money out of your paycheck and putting it aside without taxes until a later date. And you have to be a certain age to withdraw it. And many other countries have similar things to that. Uh, but, you know, the idea is how much is enough to save? How much money is enough to have? How far in your career do you need to get? How many times do you need to get promoted? How big does your company need to be before you give yourself permission to have the life you want? And what we want to propose today is why wait? Why wait for anything? How can we start living our life right now? And I don't know even know where to start with this podcast. Um, it, it kind of... Uh, started off because um, I've spent some time with my father in this last week and you know I could feel the emotions driving inside of me with this topic because my father worked he was a workaholic his whole life from a very young age uh, and I mean really young because he grew up on a farm so he had to like do farm work before he could even go to school kind of thing and then he did that all the way until he got hurt at work. And I do believe if he didn't get hurt at work to the point where he could not work any longer, he would have continued to work. And then as soon as he was not able to work, his mind started slipping. Early dementia set in. And just being with him right now, over this last week, it's, it's set in pretty deep. And now his short-term memory is highly affected. We were able to still talk about the past, but... Anything in the current moment is really hard for him to talk about. And, you know, I just reflecting on that prompted me to ask the team if they'd be okay. And it was quite emotional for me. And we'll see where this conversation goes. But it's hard to see your parents get older. And then you also have to see someone basically, you know, I'm grateful for all that he's done. But also in the same, I could see in him. And he even made comments that um, it wasn't the way he thought it would be, you know, that, you know, he didn't realize that he would work so hard to then have it just end. You know, he thought there would be some fruit at the end of the line or however you want to say it that he was not able to really enjoy because he worked all the way till the end. And I guess that brings the question, you know, what is, when is enough enough and, and when do you start living because it's going to creep up on all of us and tomorrow is never promised, right? And as we said, so that was the thing, as I was looking into my father's eye and saying goodbye, because he's living with my brother right now in another state, he said it was so good. He, so he's still with himself a little bit. He looked me in the eye and he said it was so good to be with you. And he said, we never know how many more days we have. And I could see in his eye, he knew. You know, and I don't know if that's a premonition and he's telling me something, but we gave a big hug and, you know, he's right. What if that's the last time that I'm, I'm with him in this physical body? Um, we never know. We never know. So I don't know where the rest of you are with this and hopefully we can come to some outcome. Uh, we don't want it to be all sad and I don't know, maybe hopefully if you're driving right now or something you're safe and I don't, hopefully everyone doesn't need a box of tissues for this conversation but uh, but if you do maybe you do maybe there's some healing in it uh, for all of us what's crazy is uh 
I literally was having this conversation with my wife last night. We were just talking about like how you never know. Like I have, so I turned 40 this past uh, week. The big, the big 4 I don't know. The 40s, 40 is a new 20, right? Yeah. 40 is a new 60 for me. How about that? Um, <laughs> but we were just talking about it. Like, cause like, you know, just like as you hit a new decade, right? You kind of just like think about life, where you've been, like where you want to go kind of stuff. So maybe it's just as you get older. So if you're younger and you're in your 20s, you still feel invincible. Like just go with it. So kind of reflecting, um, we were just talking last night and I was like, man, I have a cousin that's a couple years older than me. Like he had a health scare issue like a couple, like a month or so ago. And then um, that kind of led to another, uh, my cousin's wife passed away a couple years ago. She was in her like early forties from cancer. And then, um, and then we have another friend who's like in their forties, like who, who has cancer like right now. And it's like, we were just like, talking about like, you you're not promised tomorrow right like none of us are promised and then even with you steve like you literally were out traveling speaking and then a couple of days later boom like something like just hit like and so it's interesting that it, this comes up you know you have this with your dad and like these feelings and stuff like that and we were literally talking about it yesterday or last night but like yeah it's like when is when is the perfect time like there's never a perfect time this just popped in my head, but when, um, when I was, uh, in my twenties, I went to, I did a study abroad, uh, in Spain and my mom, I remember my mom saying something like, like, wow, you're something like to the effect of, wow, you're so like brave or, or like, like, I would never do something like on that on my own. I'm like, like, well, if I don't do it myself, like by myself, then like, I'll just be waiting for people like all the time. And then they'll never happen. Like I'll never do it. I'll never have that experience. And I've kind of had always had that, that mindset, like, it's yeah, it's always good to have people. Obviously, our team have people to go with, but if if you're just waiting for other people to start creating your life with you, you'll always be waiting, yeah. right? If you're always waiting for that dollar amount, maybe you'll hit the dollar amount, but then it will be enough, and you'd be like, no, I need to get more to have this next thing, whatever, or oh, I'm too young to do that right now, or what, whatever it may be. Like, yeah, when it, when is the time? I always, I think now. Again, if it's you, if you physically can't do it or literally can't do it right now, like how can you in this moment get yourself prepared to do it as soon as possible? Kind of a thing in, instead of instead of waiting, because the way I'm kind of looking at it now, it's like it is interesting. Like when you're younger, you feel invincible, right? Like like you know, you're healthy, you can do stuff, you can go out drinking and be fine the next day, or you can go do something physical and be fine the next day. And like, as you get older, you're just like, oh yeah, it kind of hits, right? Like do it as soon as you can. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts because we're not promised tomorrow. I would think. Thank you for sharing all that. And you know, I just want to point something out, you know, like how you really do connect as a team because all four of us were in different places this past week and we all are going through these thoughts in our head. Like, you know, uh, I know Stephanie was having big conversations with her partner and Melissa, you were kind of on a trip with, for yourself and and really giving time to think. And then me going through this with my dad is uh, just, it's just interesting. It's all totally different. We are all having different experiences, but in some life experience. And so I just want to bring that up. It's a different topic, like how the more you spend time with a group of people, the more you connect and the deeper it gets together. And and you're also emerging into a new chapter in our lives together, 
you know, our, that's why, and you know, that brings the presence to our work relationships, which we'll talk about in another podcast, but we, it's as significant as our significant others, you know, and we forget that. And that's why, you know, we always talk about having wow clients and wow team, because you're going to spend a lot of time with these people and would, do you want to? And it goes back to like, you know, why wait? Why wait? If you're in a toxic relationship, why wait? Why, why stay there? Uh, if you want something in your life, why wait? And then do you even know, going back to what Melissa's brought up on this podcast, like, what do you want anymore? Like some of us have been grinding so long, you forget to dream. So I think to your point, Giovanni, and like being, thinking of like what to do about this, just starting with writing down the experiences that you want in your life that are like absolute in your mind. Like, I want to have this experience and putting that down now because so often I meet people and they're like, yeah, someday I want to do that. Well, that's the part where we actually need to start finding ways to experience it now, either in little fashion or, you know, like maybe in smaller ways than we thought, you know, like I've talked to some people and they're like, I really want to travel. Well, what about travel is it that you want? Like, what will having that do for you? And then a lot of times it comes to new experiences, experiencing, you know, new cultures. And some of those things you will have to travel to experience. But I tend to ask someone, what new experiences can you have in your local town? You know, most people haven't even seen their own town or city or the outskirts or even their own state. There's so many things. So you can do some mini trips just to start experiencing that now. And then also plan for a trip. You know, can, there's never a perfect time. Like Giovanni, you brought up studying abroad. There's no perfect time. Could it have been better? Could you have had more money and seen more things? All these things we can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you just did it. Like, and like your mom said, Giovanni, like, oh my gosh, you're so brave. But if you don't do it now, then when? And what's really going to be different? Yeah. And I always have the mentality, like, you know, because our society is like, okay, like with traveling, just on that topic is like wait till you retire right like you you can travel when you retire i was like that makes absolutely no sense because the person i'm going to be at when i'm at retirement age i want to like completely different things i'm not going to like you know doing certain stuff i might not be physically capable of doing things like because in my 20s i loved like you know going to clubs and stuff like that and like now i can't stand that <laughs> like that was you know like I, I i if i and i don't even like drinking anymore honestly like i very rarely have a drink and it's like i'd rather have uh sit down and have a connection with people you know if it is drinking or if i'm just having water and they're drinking whatever it's like be able to like, hear people and talk it's like a completely different experience right and so like yeah it makes no sense to wait like to push something like that off right because you're just gonna be a completely different person i mean just even within five years you can be a completely different person or even me shorter than that like you could be a different person next week yeah you, right and, and no like, longer wants that flavor yeah yeah so it it never made sense to me why like just on the topic of travel like why you would wait till you're in retirement age which is like 60 it's like getting pushed back more right it's like 65 70 now or something like that yeah yeah but one, one of my friends got to retire quite young i think he was like 51 or 52 and i i know people that have actually kind of pretty much stopped working even younger than that but this is still quite young in today's times if if you're in good health and he is. And I just remember him getting off. He told me he went to the Caribbean 
and he was getting off the plane and he realized he was the only one in the the jetway thing whatever they call it that thing that connects the plane to the airport and uh he saw a row of he he said it was dozens of wheelchairs and then he, he he was just exiting so he looked back on the plane and all these elderly people were waiting for assistance and that's when he it dawned on him he's like oh my gosh they're here for the same thing as me to just enjoy life but i did it before i needed a wheelchair oh my gosh you know what's interesting about that like i think the I'm a firm believer in, in today's society. You can have your cake and eat it too, right? And and I also like to add, you can share it. So like with that, like the, I think younger generations are seeing that, you know, the old model that our parents and grandparents went through is of just work, 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 and then enjoy life once you're done working, like doesn't work for anybody. And like a lot of millennials and uh, even some of the Gen Z or what a Gen Y, they're doing remote work, right? There's like programs out there. Um, this is something I wanted to start, right? With the uh, wander working and that's still on the back burner, but it's, you know, businesses are being formed where people can work and travel at the same time, right? Because most work these days, you can work online. As long as you've got an internet connection, you can work from anywhere. And it's like, they're creating these companies where it's like, you can have both of uh, both worlds. You can work and you can, you know, have travel and community because like these are big, big uh like getting big groups of people together but it's like it's like you have that best of both worlds kind of a thing and more like it's just there's so much getting back to like you don't have to wait like you don't have to wait and travel you can work now and it's getting away from that mindset of daily grind right in in your hometown or wherever you're living like you can if you can have internet connection you can work remotely like why would you just stay you know if that's what you want to do well, I think sometimes, you know, I I know when I thought about kind of what I wanted, I mean, I was one of those people, my parents told me, go to college, you get married, you have kids, you get a good, you know, you have a good job, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And my life didn't exactly work that way. I mean, but, you know, now I remember wanting to travel like it was me and my husband, when we got married, it was like, okay, we're going to have kids early so that we can travel when we get older and we won't be that old. You know what I mean? And so I was, you know, kind of really excited about just kind of the focus of, hey, I've got to just do, put my head down, work, you know, make the money. Because the other thing is when you have kids, you don't have all the money you want in the world either. Um, and you tend to kind of divert things and say, well, you know, I'll do that later. Or, you know, we'll do one vacation or, you know, something. Then I looked up and I was like 49. I was 48. My husband was diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, every quarter we're going to go somewhere and travel and do something. And we didn't have a ton of money even then. But what I did find is that for, you know, every quarter we went somewhere until he passed away or was not able. And, you know, he used to get treatments in Arizona. So I was like, instead of going in Phoenix, I was like, let's find another place in Arizona we can maybe drive to and spend a day or two. 
um, just to kind of reframe our thoughts about Arizona, because it was always then going to be like the chemo state, you know? <laughs> and then we decided, you know, I traveled internationally, so it wasn't necessarily just, you know, being able to go and experience another culture. It was really about the experience together for us. And so it was, you know, we decided to do a California, I called it my California coastline drive. And we just went from here down to San Diego, visited friends, you know, went to the beach, you know, whatever. It was kind of just that leisurely drive where we just took a week and didn't even plan where we we would stay. We would just find places to stay. Then we went to Hawaii and, you know, you know, it was just kind of things that we were like, okay, what can we do? And it forced me, um, being somebody who hates to plan vacations, to just really be able to come together with my partner and really figure out, like, what could we do that would allow us to experience the type of togetherness and now looking back, I go, well, dang, why did I do it every quarter? I should have done it like every month or, you know, yeah. but 17 months after his diagnosis, he passed away. And it was like, you sit there and you go, man, what were we waiting for? I don't know what we were waiting for. Because, I mean, there's so much. I mean, I live in the Bay Area. There's so much to do that doesn't even cost a lot that you can figure out, like, you can do something and make it feel like a vacation. Yeah. Go to Monterey. Go, you know what I mean? There's so many things to do. Yeah. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast. And Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners, and Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks, and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. I'm curious. I want to jump in with a question. You said you hate planning vacation. I'm cu- That's pretty strong words. Like what makes that the experience? Curious. You know, when you're vacationing with other people, I think people have different versions of vacations. Yeah. And so, so for me, you know, like my husband always wanted to do like, let's go to a museum or a theater or, you know, he wanted to know all the history and everything. And when we were raising our kids, I was like, dude, I just want to go to the beach and sit down. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do all that. But then, you know, as I've, even now, as I'm traveling with my friends, I find that going on a cruise and actually doing the tours is an amazing experience. But of course, all of that costs money. So (laughs) working to have the freedom you want Um, means that you have to embrace the journey too and also just you know learn so now I've found people who love to plan trips and guess what I go with them yeah (laughs) and and, you know and it's really about is yeah finding the right people like you said but also just uh, I think you know the whole having enough money you know, in my experience, if someone really, really wants something, like really, really wants it, 
to do it or to have it, I tend to find that they actually have it. If you really think about it, I think the big word here is choosing to prioritize because ultimately, even when you weren't sure if you had enough money to do all these excursions, you're not sure if you can take off enough time off work. You did it because your husband was not going to be with us that much longer. And so then it became a must and somehow you figured it out. And what if we were able to do that now and not wait, you know? Um, and it's so sad. Many of us, I know I've been there too, Melissa, uh, where I I waited till it was that late, you know? And then, and, and I guess partly why we're sharing our hearts here, and I so appreciate you sharing your story, Melissa, then how can we all choose differently and not wait and figure it out? I think you can figure it out if you put your mind to it you can figure it out and like you said it doesn't have to be i mean where if you're in the united states like we are there is so much to see i don't even think i could see this whole country before i die like proper like to really see everything uh even if i wanted to it would be a task it would be a task there's so many things i haven't seen and i'm completely uh in awe sometimes. And, and one other comment, you know how you said you just want to sit on the beach. I think that's how exhausted you are. Cause I've been there too. And, and my family are big learners and, and my wife and kids, they love to read every sign in the museum. And I just want to like, you know, find a bench to sit down. That's because we're overworked. Yeah. That's just the, because once you get past that, once you can relax enough, then like you said, now you want to adventure. Um, so that's just showing, because I've had people say, I want to retire and I just want to be on the beach. And the most I've ever seen that last is about 18 months. Like if you fully can let go for like 18 months from being a workaholic, it takes like that long to then adjust to having free time. Like a heavy conversation. I know we, uh, we're turning it towards like, okay, what can we do? But if you think about the why wait, you could look at it like globally for your life, right? But you can also look at all the different areas of your life that you want things. I mean, most of us want a certain experience in our life, but we also want a certain um, experience with maybe our fitness or our nutrition or our finances or travel. Like we all sort of have all these different areas of our life where we would maybe like things to be better or we would like a surplus or we would like whatever it is. And I think if you apply that why wait question to all of those areas, you could really take things to that next level. And so in the same way, it's like, oh, I'd like to have more money to travel. Well, let's audit our finances and see where the money's going so we could, you know, redirect more towards travel. But you could do that with your time too. And I think when you, this question of why wait comes out for me, it's like, well, I have young kids. And like now that they're getting older, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're not young anymore. And that happened so fast. Like my oldest is 10. And I think we waited on travel. Well, global pandemic aside, like to have the money, to have the time for things to not feel so crazy all the time, because it is, you know, for people who don't have kids, they think that they might have a certain impression of what that's like, but it is like an all hands on deck, 24 hours a day thing <laughs> to have kids. And it feels so busy all the time. And so it's like, when am I going to have time to do this? When am I going to have time to travel? When am I going to have time to, you know, make time for myself to put in some self-care or put in some exercise or to, to put this attention 
But I think if you really audit your time, maybe in the way that you audit your finances and look at like, how much time did I spend doing this? How much time did I spend in front of the TV? How much time did I spend, you know, doing these things that didn't go towards the goals or the dreams or the experiences? And not that like every minute has to be on. We need that time to relax too. But how like how are we really spending our time? And then how are we spending our money and how much of those things are going in the direction that is not coming back to that experience that we really want, that we're waiting to have? So that I don't know where that came from. But, well, but you know, <laughs> it's so it's so good. And let's keep let's yeah. keep this going there. Yeah. You reminded me there's I can't remember the name of the startup. I wish I could. I'll have to find it. But. This one company, uh, they were young guys, co-founders. I think there was four of them. And they started a company. And every time they wanted to go out and have a drink, they didn't. And they put all the money they would spend into a bucket. And they self-funded the whole company. And people were like, how did you guys have enough money? And you didn't have wow. to go get investors. They didn't spend any money on alcohol like, like, like <laughs> most young. Because this is like a tech startup in Silicon Valley. And they funded the whole thing on beer money. And that wow. and I think there's articles written on them. So you can probably look up tech startup started with beer money and maybe you'll find it. But <laughs> and maybe there's, maybe there's a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, they I mean, and there was more of that. I think as they grew, Melissa, they had more people join the team. And then and, and instead of everyone drinking, they just kept putting the money in. Um yeah. And I think they finally got other funding too. But the thing is, uh, it's um, but it's that point. Where are you spending your money? Where are you spending your time? And is it on point? So it goes back to writing down right now. Don't wait. Because I think what we get complacent is like, oh, I've got to make money. I'm doing that. I'm tired. I'm just going to go watch Netflix. Mm -hmm. And nothing gets out of me at any TV, whatever sure. flavor of it you want. Um the thing is, do we really actually write down the experience that we want? And then how do we have that now? And then you start finding the way to your point, Stephanie, because mm -hmm. then, okay, well, if watching movies is not on my list of my top five experiences, then maybe I shouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. Right. And we do it because we're tired or we do it because there's some entertainment value and it's a release. And my husband always makes fun of me because he's like, you're so driven and passionate and you have all you know all the success and all you like the intelligence he's like but then you go watch like the bachelor <laughs> and he's like what is that about and i'm like i don't even know why i do that i don't even really like that show but sometimes i'll watch it as just like a that is my release that is my disconnection where i don't have to think i don't have to use my brain because i am so tired it's easy but like how else could i be spending that time to get that same effect without and, and have it be productive in some way whether towards my own you know, growth or whatever, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to say something to that for you. Yes, uh, please. Stephanie. It's, uh, when you were talking about all that stuff and it's like, um, you know, whether it's watching something or whatever else the activity mm -hmm. might be, it's kind of go back to like what we talk about with our like wow clients or wow team, like the energy, right? It's like, yeah, when you're done doing that thing, how is your energy after that? So like if you if you binge watch or you're watching The Bachelor and afterwards you feel like good that you have the ability to like relax and like kind of recharge a little bit by not thinking of stuff, right? Yeah. And I, I then I would say that's a good activity for you because it allows you to kind of recharge. But if after watching that you feel like 
worse about yourself and drain. And I'd say that's not a good activity kind right. of a thing, right? Like, how do I like, get that hour back in my life? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I'll be, I'm gonna raise my hand right there. Like, right now, I'm, I'm getting sucked into YouTube shorts. You know, like mm-hmm. 30 seconds, like dopamine hit, like every. I'm like, okay, yeah, because my, you know me, like I love information. So like, yeah, seconds of like information bites, like I'm like, oh my, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I did this uh, hours two nights ago. Yeah, I, I was like, uh, I text my wife. I'm like, are you going to bed? She's like, yeah. I was like, okay, it's like 10 o'clock. I was going to go downstairs and make a shake for myself. And then I was going to go, and I was on my phone. And like, after all of a sudden I looked up, it was 12 o'clock. I was like, what the heck? And I didn't feel good after that. I'm like, what the heck, man? Like, I just wasted. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm getting some information, you know, kind of help me, you know, change my mindset and all this other stuff. But then a lot of times it's just, it's just pointless stuff. And I feel drained after it. I'm like, I don't yeah. feel good. It's like for stuff like that. And it's like, okay, that's not a good, that's not a good outlet for me. I need to find out something mm-hmm. uh, better, pro- more productive. Right. Yeah. I think when you say productive, it doesn't need to be necessarily you producing something like productive could be you recharging. Yeah. Productive Um, towards your mental health. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Something like that. And I think it's so easy to just turn on the TV or whatever or YouTube shorts or whatever that is. It's it's easy. But if we could just take a step back and think like, what could I replace that with? That would also be good and freeing and all of that, then I think that's, there's something to that. Right, and, and for me, because my after being paralyzed, like having to not have the screen uh, mm-hmm. and seeing the effect of it, and even if I did get sucked in like Giovanni, there were a couple of times, you know, I was trying to get back into my Duolingo, like learning uh, another language. And then it's like, oh, let me uh, just open up Instagram for a second and see if anybody messaged. Like, why? It's not work time and doing that. And then you get sucked in. So what I found is going for a walk, like getting rid of it. And, you know, just it's so powerful going for a walk. Um, and so like in that just, you know, but whatever it is to Giovanni's point, whatever thing is going to lift you up, because I know there's times I love cinema. I do love mm-hmm. movies and I and even like a really good show um like my kids got me to watch the benedict society which is also i I can't remember if that was on amazon or netflix but uh well done cinematography like the way the sets were built the pro you can get it like well made i mean like it's art it's art Mm -hmm. and it's well written it's beautiful and so that is so nice to sit down and and watch one of those and and i think it was amazon because they were releasing it like once a week so we couldn't even binge watch it which was also nice yeah like yeah. i i remember being the times in childhood where the next episode didn't come out for a week and you had to talk about it what's going to happen with the characters and and then it created uh topics instead of just finding it all out but anyway, back to the the point that um we're all making here is that what is the check-in i love that you brought that up giovanni how are you checking in with yourself and how do you feel and then deciding tomorrow how you want to behave differently uh, so that you can have what you want. And that's what we're talking about. It's like having what you want doesn't mean the end game, right? You know, one of, I think we've all had some lessons from Michelle Masters. I she's definitely been a contributor to my life and been a, a, a great teacher and, and coach in my life. And You know, she says, uh, if you were 10 and you got all of your gifts, your birthday gifts at age 10 for the rest of your life, or you got all of your dreams for the rest of your life at 10, like it would like ruin your life. You know, like you're not supposed to have it. She, she even said, like, I, I I think on her podcast, she said, well, what are you going to get? You're like, uh, 
your timeshare uh, in the mountains at 10. You're not even going to know what to do with that. You can't even get there, right? <laughs> like he's, she said, there's different things uh, for different times. Or maybe you have extra pillows for your couch because your back hurts when you're older. At 10, you're not, what are you going to do? Like throw them on the ground so you can jump off the roof maybe. But the gifts don't mean the same thing even. They don't even mean the same thing. At every decade of our life, we're in a different experience. And, and when, I think what we're all saying here is when you go through decades of your life, because I think some of us have, we've let decades pass and then we try to catch up on it. You, you just can't. It's impossible. Like to Giovanni's point, the things that we want to do in our 20s are in our 20s. And in your 30s, you will not have those desires. And then the things you'll do in your 30s, you will not have that desire in your 40s and the same with your 50s and 60s. Each decade or five years or even every year, as I think we're making, you're going to want different experiences. So I think the big thing, what experiences are important for you right now? And then seriously act as if it is life-threatening. I know it seems so cliche to say, what if you're going to die You know, next week or next month or next year? What would you do? The thing is, we'd never know. So shouldn't we start asking ourselves that question now? Stop ignoring that we might die and start living like we might die? How would life be different? Well, because we all are. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, Melissa. <laughs> we all are gonna we all are gonna die. And I'm not saying to be sad and depressed and mope around. I think when you when you talk about death and you act that way, you're not living. That's why you're acting that way. But I think it goes to kind of the, and I'll use the word empowerment uh, or control of your own life. Because I think, I think sometimes, I mean, I remember looking up as a mother and, you know, you have kids and a husband and a job and you're commuting, you know, two and a half hours each way. And I mean, there's only so much time in a day that you can actually do something. Um, and so I think sometimes, you know, I mean, to Stephanie's point of like, where was I spending my time? Like I look back and I go on the weekends, if I wasn't running around with my kids, it was like, can I just like clean the house and sit down? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think a lot of times it's about, you know, actually making the plans. And saying, hey, you know, I'd really love to go to lunch with so-and-so. Or, you know, I'd really love to have my kids interact in this way. Or, you know, let's take them somewhere or do something. Um, and there's a lot of people that plan. I mean, I know somebody who plans their family events like constant. Like, it's like every day. I mean, I had this wonderful, wonderful friend of mine. He had a plane. So guess what? He lived really close to the office and he would fly down to like Harris Ranch. It would take like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever, have dinner with his wife and then fly back all before I walked in the door from work. <laughs> I mean, it was like I, I, I was like, man, such a different life than I have because I'm still on the road commuting. But it's like being able to make decisions like that and really take control and say, you know, this is really what I want. I want to be close to my job at the time he did. He wanted to um, specifically 
focus on his family from like six to eight to make sure they could have dinner together, they could do whatever. And then he would go back to work if he needed to um, because he worked a lot, but he always made sure that he had the time and made the time to do, you know, to really create the experience that he knew his family really needed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a choice. There you go. Having that choice and how often we think we need more. I tend to think I know I did. I mean, maybe I'm speaking from my own experience and it's not other people's experiences, but maybe you've had this experience where I thought I needed more to do certain things. And I realized, whoa, I don't need as much as I thought. Like even planning holidays, I was like, oh, it's too expensive. We can't go to Europe this year. And then, you know, my wife would start budgeting it. And it's like, oh, we could buy those tickets. Oh, wow. There's those tickets on sale. And especially if, if for those of you that haven't been to Europe, the trains go all over most of the countries. So you could fly almost into any country. So if one country you could fly, we've flown to Europe cheaper than I've flown in the United States, state to state. Like we've gotten tickets for like 300 bucks to fly to Europe before my wife has found them. Yeah. Now maybe they weren't the best seats, but then, so as you get older and you want like first class and stuff, then it's different. Yeah. But also it's really nice uh, to just fly. And you know, what is, uh, you know, what is it again? It goes back to what do you want? You know, I just want to bring up something else. Like, you know, there's times in my life where like, to your point, like I didn't want to clean. Like when I was working really hard, Melissa, I was like, you know what? I can't clean. I got to hire cleaners. I can't, you know, I remember when my children were young and I finished a long work week and then I'm outside getting sunburned, like maintaining my yard and trimming hedges. And I'm, I, I remember coming in exhausted, sunburnt and walk in and I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to get dinner together. And oh my gosh, I just lost the whole day. And I'm looking at my kids and I'm like, what quality time did I have with my kids? And now the weekend's half gone. What the heck? And that week I went and asked the neighbor's landscaper, Hey, how much would it be to add in mine? And then I almost fell down because it was so affordable. I was like, what? How did I not know this? Oh my gosh. And that's when I learned always get a proposal like never you know people um think things are too expensive well how do you know i asked them well how much does it cost i don't know well then how do you know if it's too expensive so from that moment on i started getting proposals for everything and there was a period of time i didn't do anything and then fast forward to now now i want to delegate other things in my business so that i can be home so i can cook and stuff there was a time when i had a personal chef and now it's like I want to cook my own food. I want to get closer to my food. I want to go pick it in my yard. I actually want to go dig a hole in my yard and plant something. You know, things I went. So the experience has changed to the point of this whole conversation. But you can do it all. Try it all out and and go get a budget. You'll you'll surprise yourself. It, it, do not say I can't afford that. That is unacceptable in my mind. How do you know? And and now you might say, okay, I did do the whole budget and maybe the super planners that Melissa's talking about, they know that they're like $2,000 short on their dream trip. Well, now I have a number. Now it goes back to Stephanie, what she said, okay, how are we doing? How are we spending our money? What if you could re-audit and find 500 bucks extra a month that you could save for the next four months? There's your two grand. 
And then you can say, well, you know, it's not as important to buy beer and have it in the fridge or to buy that or to go out to dinner. You know, uh, let's not go out to dinner for the next four months and then we can go out, we can go to Europe. I can so relate to that being on the weekend and being so tired and just not having the energy and like looking at my kids and feeling so guilty, like, man, I just want to be present with them. I just want to be there. And maybe there's like small pieces of it, but you know, to your point, Steve, like how, what is the time costing you? You know, like you're giving up time. So you're either going to give up money or you're going to give up time on the front end to figure out how you come up with you know, the money to delegate some of those tasks so that you can have the time. So you're either paying with money or you're paying with time. And like, just to the point of this whole conversation, like, why are we giving our time away? Why? It's so precious. And it does mean so much to us. So, so we have to, and it might sound like, oh gosh, this sounds like a lot of work, right? Like audit your finances, audit your time. Like we're saying you have to do all these things and you have to be so intentional and so mindful and plan things. I know. We don't value time like we do money. <laughs> Melissa, you're right. Um, but we give away all this time to do all this other stuff. Like what if we put that time to figure out how do we have these experiences? And maybe even it's like, okay, Sunday night, what are we going to do this week? Who are we going to spend our time with? What time are we going to have for our partner? What time are we going to have with our kids? And putting that down so that it actually happens. We're not, you know, another weekend out going, well, shoot, like I didn't have that time that I wanted. And now I don't feel like I have the time that I want this weekend. And sometimes it's good to be spontaneous. I mean, this weekend was the first time we've been home in, I think, five weekends. And so we did a lot of, I don't know, going to the park, riding bikes, like lounging, baking, like just doing things together. And it kind of felt lazy, but it was also beautiful because we just were together and it was great. And so sometimes that's okay. (laughs) We'd have to plan every moment, but you know, if there are certain things. And I um, I saw this piece of content online last week and it talked about, you know, we think, you know, we have so many years left with a loved one or so many years left. Like I have eight years left until my daughter is 18. But it's like, if you flip that to not just years, but experiences, like how many more family vacations do we have in the next eight years? How many more visits do we have with family? How many more? Like then how does that change how you approach that time, those experiences, those vacations, those visits, whatever it is. And then how important does that then become? You know, how much more important does it even become? And I think in our mind, we're like, oh, it's important. It's important. But we have to take action on these things. So coming back to my dad, how he started this podcast. Yeah. I actually intended to work a little bit when he was here. Not a lot, like two of the days of the week that he was here. And the only reason I even convinced myself to do that is because I the previous two weeks, we, I had a workshop with, with all of you, the team. Then we had travel for my son. My son had a competition and 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 then my, my girl's best friend lives near that competition. So we stayed there. So I was like, I was feeling a little guilty on the work front. Like, oh, I didn't do much this month. And then my dad arrives and I had this intention. I'm like, what the hell are you thinking, dude? I'm like, no way. Like, and to this point, like you just said, this is why it hit me like really hard when you just said, so he's like, how many more times do we have with this loved one? And I was like, no amount of work is going to trade for this time that I have with my father. And it doesn't matter. And what, I'm going to take like one extra day off 
I'm gonna, it's going to ruin my business or ruin my career. Absolutely not. And I need to spend every minute I can with him. And it didn't matter what we were doing for making breakfast. We're just, you know, he's sitting there at the breakfast bar and I'm, I'm making something for him or whatever it is. It didn't matter what we were doing. We we're just together. And that's, uh, that's, that's really, really, really important. I think it all comes back to what do you want? Because if we start putting down what experience we want, then you can decide like to your point, Stephanie, like how much work are we going to do? Like doing our financial audits and all this. Well, if, if you need to, like, what if you write down experiences that cost nothing? What if you actually surprise yourself? And right now you get off this podcast and you're like, write down what you really want in your life. And it's just to take a break and walk in a park. Well, that costs zero except for you making the time. Then you can audit your time, you know, so only do the work necessary to achieve the thing, right? If you're going to, why are you saving 500 bucks more a month? Why? Like, okay, figure that out. My dad's dad always told me, he said, Stephen, you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. So don't worry about collecting a bunch of crap, you know? Like, what, what, what are you going to do with it all? Like, what, what is the goal? I'm actively trying to empty that U-Haul right now. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Especially because we're moving again. And I'm like, do we need this? Like, why is this important? And I think sometimes, too, we hang on to things because, oh, we invested in something or we bought this thing. And sometimes I'm like, where did this even come from? Like, I don't even know how things come into my house, but I'm always purging things. And um it just creates like clutter and i've been reading all this research lately that just talks about what that does to like your mental health and the anxiety that it can cause and how it can affect relationships and all this stuff and i'm like we just got to get rid of all of it like i don't care how much it costs to get us here we're starting today and like everything we're just stripping down to bare minimum we're not going to bring more stuff in the house that doesn't need to be here that doesn't serve some purpose that doesn't bring joy however you want to look at it it's got to go so Yes to an empty U-Haul and a full life. I, I think Biggie had it right, right? Was it wasn't it Biggie that said more money, more problems? Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. That that dude, <laughs> yeah. That is that's genius in that, right? And it's you can change that to more stuff, more problems. The more you have, the more you have to manage. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's it's real. Jeez. And yeah. And so what again, what experience do you want? Now I'm not saying you know, don't go have the money you want. Like that's your choice. Like, what do you want? This goes back to what experiences are important in your life and then right size that. I think we're blindly going and we're just making as much money as we can so that we could have something in the future, but you didn't even order it. Right? Like, so how much the, the retirement you want, how much does that cost? I wanted to add for that, Steve, when you're asking that, it's like the question that we love so much, like, what will having that do for you? Like the the thing, like what does having that do for you? Like we're kind of going through it as our daughter is going to turn two next month. And like grandparents are, you know, wanting to buy stuff or send things because they're out of state. And it's like, we're saying, um, cause she needs clothes, but like, hey, clothes are fine. But like toys and stuff like that, like we, we can do without because it's just piling up already in the two years. And it's like the experiences, like what, we want them to purchase experiences for her, right? So zoo stuff or the California Academy of Sciences or whatever, things of those nature where she'll have those experiences rather than the the toys because those fade out. 
but the memories and the experiences like will like always be there. But if it is going to be something like a physical thing, like kind of back what Stephanie was saying, like, does it bring you joy? Like what, what does having this thing do for you? And then even going to the experiences, like kind of back to the TV or binge watching, like what will having this do for me? And if it doesn't bring you joy or doesn't bring your energy up and it's like, okay, how do I get rid of this? Cause there's a guy, there's guys, there's two guys, I forget where they're from, but they started, they kind of start like the minimalist movement kind of a thing. They have, they had a, either a documentary and then they had like a TV series and then they have a book and everything like that. But it was like literally just them documenting like how they, you know, one, I think they were, one was in like New York, you know, had a penthouse, had like money, you know, su- financial success and like bought all these things and was just miserable, right? Which so many people do when they try to find happiness within objects, right? And he's like, I got rid of all that stuff and then kind of went inward, right? And he's like, yeah, we don't need, I don't need all these big fancy things. I just need certain, a few things to get through me through my life and and to be happy is like looking inward and what experiences and, and tending to your own mental health and everything like that. Um, but that just popped in like even before when Stephanie was talking, it's just like, well, we'll have an idea. That's like our question that, one of the questions that I think as a group, we really love utilizing, um, like what will having that do for you? Yeah. Or how is that affecting you? Um, yeah, and we could thank Carl Bukite for that knowledge and that powerful, powerful question. What will having that do for you? Because just even think about the way that it's it's said. What will having that do for you? It it makes you go into the dream state. It 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 forces you to think ahead of like, okay, well, what will? And then, do you want that? Um, I've probably said this on some of the shows, but I had two women. They're business partners. Uh, came into my office. They both, they were doing like, they had a over $40 million business and they're both clearing a million each. And they came in my office and I said, what will you like? And they said, we want 2 million a year each. And I said, okay, what will having that do for you? And the one woman looked down and we paused. And when I ask these questions, I just shut up because people have to think, right? Because like to Giovanni's point that you're dreaming, right? You're saying, what would I, what will having that do for me? And obviously that's what was going through her mind. And she looked up and she said, you're right, Steve. Like I have objected to what she said, which I had not. I, well, at least I perceived that. But the way she took that question, she said, you're right. I don't know if I want 2 million. I, I want more life. And I thought having a million a year would give me that. And now reflecting with you asking me this question, how can I determine that 2 million a year is going to give me what I want? And I said, well, that's a great question. What would you like? And I went back to the root question. What would you like? Because this is the important thing right now in this whole show. Stop thinking that you need to build a road to get somewhere when you might already be there. You might already be there. It reminds me of the other story you tell, Steve, of the guy who was like, I think you just met him in a line somewhere. And he was like, well, like, what would you like to do? And he's like, oh, I want to go like travel on a yacht or like, you asked him what would he like or something like that. Oh. And he's like, his goals. It was another yeah, coach. It was another coach. Yeah. I, I know you're I, like, there was a coach. Uh, he's a speaker and a coach. And we would see each other at different events uh, over the years. And I had not seen him in like a year. And I remember he had all these goals and. And so when I saw him, I was like, how's it going? And he said, uh, and he had, one of his goals was to reach a million dollars. But he had just told me like, um, 
you know, I, I'm on yachts. I, I was in South Africa. I was in Australia and Sydney, helping people there. I've been traveling all around the world. Some of my clients have yachts now. So I've been spending time there. He's doing all these things. And then he's like, but I still didn't make a million dollars. You know, I only made like 300,000, which is in the top like 1% of the world, you know, on income. If you take like the whole world, I don't know if that's exactly accurate to this day, but you can look it up. It's definitely in the top earners in the world for sure. Like whatever percentage it is. And he was so down on himself. And then I said, well, what will having that do for you if you had a million? He said, oh, well, then I'd travel. I'd go on yachts. He literally said the list of stuff he just did that year with all his clients. And I said, can I t put a timeout on this? And he's like, yeah, what, Steve? Because we respected each other. He wanted to hear my opinion. I said, can you remind me what you just did this year? And he was smart enough to catch where I was going. He thought for a second. He's like, oh, my gosh. You're right. And I said, so does it matter if you have a million dollars in the bank, if you're actually having the experience you want? And he's like, oh my gosh. And you know what? He, the next couple of years we've talked to each other, he was loving life so much more. So even this is, I'm so glad you brought this up, Giovanni. So even someone actually having the dream, but because part of the recipe that they thought wasn't included in it, the million dollars in the bank, they thought they were failing. So they were actually losing the satisfaction of the success of the experience that they desired, that they asked, that they manifested into their life because one piece was missing that they thought they needed, but they didn't. And this is where I think we get caught up in our dreams. I know I did this. I want to go here and I start building the road. I start finding a way to get in this exact way. When in the reality, that's where now I can say, and it might sound crazy to say this, but you need to ask for what you want to reach for what you want. And then you need to let go. You need to let go of the how, because the how will come in all kinds of unique ways. And when you actually are open to it coming in all kinds of ways, or even unexpected ways, you'll start realizing your life much quicker instead of forcing it. And we don't even have time. You know, maybe this is another podcast. We should write this down. I'm going to write it down right now. Like, uh, forcing versus allowing and have a whole topic on that. But basically like, I think ultimately, and I know we're coming to time at this podcast, you know, I think we're number one. And I want to hear if anybody wants to add anything before we wrap up here, but number one, like define what you want. And then number two, allow it to come in different unique ways and don't force it. And don't assume that you need a million dollars. Don't assume that you need a brand new interstate. Don't assume that you need a plane to go out to dinner. That that person, Melissa's friend, maybe they did. Maybe that was their experience. But uh, what if flying a plane scares the, scares the bejeebies out of you and there's no way you'd ever want to do that? Well, then don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so I think I'm just saying if anybody's here, first step, find the experiences you want. Step two, start exploring how you can have that now. Like, why wait? Going back to the theme of this. And then if you don't know, so we always say something in our, in our mentorship programs. We say, is it simple? And if it's not, then we find a way to simplify. We break down smaller steps, right? Bite size, right? And then if, if it is simple, then we say, can you do it? And if the answer is yes, if you get a yes for both, it is simple and you can do it, then we say that's success. That's absolutely success. 
if one of those is not working, it's not simple or you can't do it, then you either learn how to do it or you find someone else that can and you hire them, whatever way you can find a way, but you got to ask yourself those questions. So, so I think there are simple steps, um, that you can do. I, is there anything else from the, the group here of like, what would be like first steps or just like action? I was someone could start experiencing their life right now. And I would just say, take that question to heart, two words. That's a question, you know, take it to heart and sit with it and feel like what it means to you. I don't know. It's a big like, one. Are you saying like, what would you like or what experience? Why wait? Why, oh, wait? why wait? Thank you. Why wait? Two words. <laughs> yes. But they mean so much. I mean, they really, it's big. Huge. I think we cannot underestimate the defining what you want part. Um, because I think the minute you actually begin to realize what you want, if it's more or not, you will be surprised how it manifests in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I would just close out um, since the ladies both took two of the thoughts that I had. Um, or spoke on it is uh just check in with you on the like the energy of what it is that you're doing like i think that's a big one too like on top of you know why wait and what will having that do for you checking but checking if the activities that you are doing do bring you that joy and and um bring you happiness or whatever it may be and then if not reevaluate like what will make me happy and still kind of get you in that thing because everything comes down to i think energy like you say right steve it's for me, you say it's energy is the most valuable thing. Like I say, and you know how people say time is the most valuable. I'm like, well, it's both. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it's both. It's like if you have the energy and have time, like like that's the winning combination for me. Yeah. Like they're both most most important thing um, is, is is those two things. And so like if yeah, if anything's throwing you off with your your energy, is like take stock of it. Yeah. Like I am. I literally am. Like last night, again, my wife and I were talking about things like. I'm like, I feel like crap when I watch two hours of YouTube shorts and, you know, it's like, okay, we'll restock. How, what else, what else can I do? Kind of a thing. Yeah. So How can people. I lock my phone up? You know, yeah, I've read books, Giovanni, it. like <laughs> when you go on a retreat or you're doing a meditation retreat, they literally lock up the TVs, put the remote. Cause if you do like a week or two and you get in the, in the, in the, um, you know, in a vulnerable moment, then you're going to probably turn the TV on. So sometimes we have to like take care of ourselves. But I, I think you ended on a good point, uh, Giovanni. It's just, I want to emphasize feelings. Feelings, feelings, feelings. Like we underestimate that and we don't even, and we might even say, oh, I want to have this success because of somebody else in our life and we don't even like it. Right. So I appreciate you bringing that up. I appreciate all of you and all your perspectives and, you know, taking our time for this discussion. And I hope everyone listening really asks that question, the two simple words, like Stephanie put it, why wait? And then start formulating how you can have those experiences in your life right now. And if this was a really good episode for you, please let us know. We love to hear that. We love to hear your feedback. And even hear how it uh, impacts your life. And so if you write a review on our podcast and put that in there, we will read that. 
And if there are comments or things you want to send us on social media or email us, um, you can always email us success at stevenopleton.com. Um, and we will definitely take all that to heart. And we, we so appreciate every listener out there. Uh, we appreciate you listening to this show. It's, it makes it all worthwhile for us. Um, and until our next episode, we like to say, choose gratitude and create freedom. We love you all. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.